Welcome to episode 78, 78 of the Pirate Monk Podcast. So Pirate Monk. <laughs> Coming to you once again, practically almost kind of live from high above the Mellow Mushroom in downtown Metropolitan Franklin, Tennessee. Tennessee. I'm your host, Nate Larkin, here with our fearless, peerless engineer, Mondo Amande Grimes. And... Sailing in from the West Coast, mm, yeah. the Commodore, the Admiral himself. Still alive. Still alive. Yeah, he is not here connected via Skype. We actually can see him and smell him. Aaron Porter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling Yeah. That wasn't nice. We've, well, and we've got still got kind of the afternoon zoo going on here. It feels like a drive-time radio show. Yeah. We got... <laughs> <laughs> We've got Scott Dente back in the house. Doing traffic mm. and weather together on the <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for letting me come back. Yeah. And uh, a man who just touched down moments ago mm-hmm. and also arrived by airplane. And I T-bowed. <laughs> <laughs> I touched down and then I T-bowed. <laughs> Steve Mason, thanks for, uh, thanks for being here, Steve. Uh, my pleasure. All right. Um... What's it like? I gotta ask Aaron. We don't we don't often get to see you actually here in the Promised Land. Yeah, uh, no, it's hard when women are always looking at you in that way. Um, could you just make an I statement, please? <laughs> <laughs> Man, way to kill my shtick. All right, what was the question? Uh, well, I just I just <laughs> wanted. <laughs> I did. Go ahead, make a you statement. I don't <laughs> make, a, make a we. Just we all just over. Just we all over yourself and be done with it. Uh, no, right. here, way to keep a man on the carpet. Way to keep a man on the carpet. <laughs> it's good to have you here, Aaron. Uh, how, how is you've been in Franklin now for oh almost twelve hours? How's it how's it feel so far? Actually, 24. I think you've been here for 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. about that. It's been great. I had a good, smooth flight for once. Yeah. I'm a fan of Frontier Air. It was my oh, first yeah. time. Super I haven't fan. flown the Frontier mm, yet. Yes. Yeah? Good yeah. stuff? Okay. Really good. Um, everything except, you know, I'm, I'm sleeping on a different piece of furniture in your house. Yes. So that's, that's good. I like to move around. Um <laughs> Boring. <laughs> you don't like the dining room table? <laughs> no, and I, I, th- I was going to go with the stairs, you know, up and then down, see how those work, but we went with the couch. But your house has all these confusing things like your bathroom sink with, like, the cold and hot water totally separated. By you want to have that foot. in California? <laughs> cold and hot water? Well, how do you, how do you get to warm? There's like no I mixer valve. This oh, yeah, is right. old, oh, it's like, old oh, it's like Europe. It's old school. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's So, like, you stick your elbow in each, and you in the middle, you're like, that's satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> Like, how do you get warm water in Tennessee? This morning, I just stood there looking at it. We're still trying to figure that out, man. (laughs) How do we get warm water in Tennessee? The the Bible Belt. I would have thought there'd be Mm -hmm. spirit innovations here, like warm water. But, and then we got Laodicean references. I just felt them coming. All right, never mind. So, it's been good. It's been good. Can you tell the man is a preacher? Or what? No, he needs recovery. (laughs) (laughs) He's come to the right place. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to kick it off this morning with some mail. Is that all right? Yeah. Yeah. Dig into the mailbox? Into the mailbag? (laughs) 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 The mailbag of tricks. Thanks for sharing. (laughs) All right. uh, Great letter here from a, uh, a guy who... You know what? I'm not going to identify him. We're just going to call him uh, listener number 99. Yes. Uh, actually, we could probably deal with this letter in two or three shows. I'm just going to take a paragraph right now. Um, 
here's a guy who's been in uh, Samson-style stuff for a while. He's a guy who, like me, has battled uh, porn for a significant percentage of his life. So here's his question. He says, I feel like I have experienced a certain amount of redemption or sanctification in that I don't I no longer masturbate on a daily basis. I'm willing to get porn blocked on my computer most of the time. I want to share with I want to share that with others, but I still feel so broken. How should I be encouraging other people to get past their struggles? I'd like to talk to a friend of mine who's seeking divorce from his wife. Just as slow as roll. But I don't feel that I'm in a place to make morally steering comments to anyone. Uh, so there you have it. A guy who, uh, and I, I identify very strongly with this guy. I am far from morally perfect. I do, you know, porn has not lost its appeal or allure for me uh, entirely, and I do battle, and I and I lose regularly in the daily battle against lust in one form or another. Uh, that's a tough, tough place to be. Uh, and what right do I have? I can I can make this personal myself. I get up and speak on this subject all the time. Mm. What right do I have as somebody who's very much in process to be talking uh, with any degree of authority to anybody else on this on the, on these matters? Wow, just saying it that way is that painful. Uh, maybe it's judgment. Uh, the first thing that came to mind was. How dare anybody get up and speak who says they're not in process? Mm-hmm. But that's the I like that's it. Kind of the underlying implication of this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the the identity piece is huge here, which we've talked about a lot. Thankfully, mm-hmm. and this is still about gospel transformation. Mm-hmm. This is about sanctification by faith. It's about becoming something entirely else that in Christ I am a new creature yes and so my identity is hooked into that and I remember us talking before about it's not it's not really that hard to discover who I am in Christ because all I have to do is take extend this to the grave when they bury me what stays what goes mm-hmm. uh, my body not me it stays I get a new body my sin desires it's not my identity because it stays yeah I mean, I can dissect what is not going to be in heaven pretty mm-hmm. easily. So you start to separate this out. There's a lot of attachment. And, and this is my dog my dog story. I had a dog named Roscoe Lee Brown. So did I. Weird. It's no, I didn't. Okay. Uh, he was a giant Rhodesian <laughs> dog. Uh-huh. I loved him. But uh, he was a rescue dog. My wife rescues a lot of things, mm-hmm. uh, animals. Yeah. Husbands, yes. yeah. Go ahead. I was I okay. said it on the tee for you. And she got this dog, and I think it had been beat by blonde women, something, because it hated blonde women. If mm-hmm. a blonde, like a very blonde woman, came, he would freak out. And this was muscle. He had veins sticking out, muscle mm-hmm. dog. I had this girl come to youth group, and my dog's in a pen across from where we did youth group. And he would. She was very blonde, and he would just freak out. Now, she's one of these girls that thinks she's a dog whisperer. And I said, look, do not get close to the dog's cage. Don't try to fix my dog. Mm-hmm. second my back was turned, she goes over, sticks her hand in the cage. Just, he'll smell it. He just chomps her hand. Doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't even bother to smell her. 
Mm-hmm. You just need to see the hair. So, I got to meet her mom, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, the thing is, I was not confused that though I owned this dog, I had to take responsibility. I had to offer to pay doctor's bills. I had to call the mom. This was my dog. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't me. I didn't think that I bit this girl. Right. The fact is, I live in a body of flesh that will be in the ground, that will be separated fully from my identity, which is in Christ someday. But for now, I've got this new man living in a body of flesh. Mm -hmm. The confusion comes when I start thinking, I'm biting blonde girls. And I don't side with Christ in that. I side with my flesh. I side with the accuser of the brethren. I start to see myself as that. What I hear and what this guy is saying, and I totally relate to it because I mean I think we all go back here. Yeah, yeah. I think this has got to be the most common thing in the world because Paul talks about it all the time. Yeah, I think it's that running back to siding there instead of being able to say it is not I who sinned but the sin that dwells in me. Yeah, yeah. And being able to say that with a straight face is hard. Yeah, because you actually have to believe it. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe it an awful lot in my life. Oh, uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I, I come up, and I, it is good stuff. Where I end up on that, too, is that um, I would respond to him and say, who are, who are you not to engage your friend um, about, about his marriage? You called him your friend. Mm-hmm. And um, if, if we're all waiting around to um, be in community with our friends' um, triumphs and failures yeah. till we get perfect, if we're all waiting around, it's never going to happen. And so, for uh, the fact that you call him your friend, maybe you know the name, you know his children, you know the name, has has if if it needs to be earned, being his friend has earned you the right to sit across from him and say, "You know my story. I hope he knows your story. You know my story, and you know my struggles. And I see you in your struggle. And I need to tell you some things mm-hmm. that I see. That I'm I'm worried about you. I love you. And I hate the I hate the part of the journey I hate this part of the journey that you're on and I think you're headed to a bad place. Mm. Um, so I would just flip it around and say, who are you not to speak to your friend about this? Very good, very good. <clears throat> there's, there's a Irish uh, poet shared this uh, these old Irish words say it is in the shelter of each other that people live, um, and I think that you know mo- moving past the behavior issue to um, what's my responsibility to my friend. Um, we are simultaneously those that are seeking shelter in each other and also providing it. Um, mm-hmm. So we are refugees and refuge mm-hmm. at the same time. You know, the the now and wounded mm-hmm. healer mm-hmm. kind of idea. Um, so I, I I think that's the dance, knowing mm-hmm. knowing uh, knowing both. And I, I almost I I want to believe that it's. Um, that it's reconciled in the same way that God's able to reconcile, you know, a son and a spirit. You know, it's these are things that are mysteries. And I think, you know, if it is true that everything that God gave to Jesus, He gave to us, in terms of uh, equipment, um, then we're fully authorized as as the uh, as the as, the old, the as has been written. Uh, yeah, yeah, as it has been written, we are fully authorized to to move in. Uh, it, it's just, I think, part of it. Uh, and he's tapping into it in his letters. I want to do this with a heart of grace, um, instead of saying I know best. And maybe that's the way mm-hmm. he's been approached. This is all speculative at this point, but I know that's my story a bit. Is anyone that moves with that kind of authority and directness 
um, is is putting themselves on on top or higher mm-hmm. in a hierarchy, but um, really uh, approaching one another as as uh, fully human mm-hmm. and and fully gods as well as mm-hmm. is key. I, I got two quick things, and I jumped in before you, Aaron. One is I tend to only tr- because of Samson, uh, my Samson experience, my new Adam experience. I tend to only trust guys that have jumped off into the poo and swum around for a while yeah. and lived to tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So to me, his story, his story of struggle, it, it makes him trustworthy. Yeah. Because he's one, he's being honest and he's broken. So again, that gives me back to who are you not to talk to your friend? Secondly, is that I do believe though that if you are so taken out by your own sin, there is there is a time to step away. Um, from a place of either authority or a place where you are teaching or a place where you are um, giving giving a lot of advice. If you are in, if you are, you know, as we tend to say, if you've been taken out mm-hmm. by, uh, I know that um, because our sin, my sin affects the community. Right. My sin affects the men around me when, that I'm in, that I'm walking with. There's this strange thing that happens in, like, say, even a Silas relationship, where. If somebody was to tell me, a couple of guys would say, man, I'm really struggling, you know, I looked at porn or whatever it is they did. There's this strange, subtle permission that takes place where, where it might even occur to me, huh, porn, that sounds like a good idea. Mm-hmm. And then there's an even more subtle thing that says, he did it. Mm-hmm. I could I, do it too. And the grace I gave him is available to me. And so I think there is a time that maybe, uh, if, you're, if you're so taken out that... And so I want to allow the fact that this that this this gentleman is saying that I don't feel like I have that authority. Mm-hmm. I understand that, and I think there is a time to step away from those places if you are in a place where you are so covered up with the wool of your own of your own junk. Let's un- mm-hmm. let's understand that uh, as in the old model of TSA, their color coded threat levels. Um, we are all <laughs> existing in a threat level orange. Yeah. Um, there's all there's you know we we are all under the same yeah. orange uh, rating so <laughs> you know let, I don't not, I don't know Nate I don't know if it's the way you read it mm-hmm. which it might just be your your soothing manner and sonorous voice yeah but uh, there is a I kind of heard what you were hearing Steve mm. there's there's a good heart behind this like there's a yeah. just a genuine yeah. heart. genuine heart to want to help mm-hmm. yeah. right and and that's important and I would even push back a little bit, Scott, that I think he's making it clear that he's done as much sin management as he's ever done with success, and now he's hung up on, huh, funny that even in my best version of sin management, mm-hmm. the gospel's not touching my identity. Yeah. It, it's wow. not, I'm not feeling that. And so at some point, it's like, okay, what, A, what you're saying, absolutely true, who are you not to go in and do this? The, your own man even the use of sanctification here because this is like sanctification I, by works yeah, that's a very yeah. dangerous version of sanctification I think I think the idea is that listen there is always as as there is no end to God there is no end to the healing that's available mm-hmm. for him there is further healing always available there's there's always a deeper place to go with that so that's almost its own conversation right uh, outside of this totally so I think what you're saying, I don't want to take that off the table because I think there are people mm-hmm. that are listening that need to understand what you were saying about you might be in a place and in acting out that you need to step out of your mm-hmm. uh, caretaker role of everybody yeah, yeah, else's. Yeah. Yeah. I think of public figures. I think of people that have, have themselves either put in a high place right. or have decided that, yes, I should be in this high place. I think of people like that. Mm-hmm. that right. Might 
that might need to take a little time. Well, it's demonstrative totally. of totally. saying it's a demonstrative of saying I'm untouchable in this space, and it, mm-hmm. it might be its own protection. Yeah, yeah. right. So and I don't hear that. No, I don't hear all. This is a guy who wants to. This is a guy who desperately wants to submit and also um, give the gift of submission Absolutely. to somebody else because he sees, pr- I, I, as I read it, he sees that that I, I've submitted this piece of my uh, life. And, and seen some progress, and I see mm-hmm. somebody else who could benefit from the same thing. Mm-hmm. Submission's a hard thing to sell, especially when we don't feel qualified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I think he's trying to give that gift. Let me read another letter here on a similar subject. Uh, yeah, we fixed that guy. So. Yeah, we're <laughs> done. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, else, what else you got? Yeah. <laughs> on this episode of Doctors. <laughs> uh, <laughs> doctors without license. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, this, this, one, this one comes under the title, How Do You, how do you Define Sobriety? Hmm. Hey guys, wondering how you would define sobriety. In meeting, yeah, in meeting with guys, I'll sometimes ask how long they've been sober, but it occurs to me that we na- may not be using the same standard as we lay claim to sobriety. Mm-hmm. Does it mean I've not masturbated? Does it mean I've not looked at hardcore porn? Does it not mean I've not lusted after suggestive pictures? Does it mean I've not flirted with women to encourage a sense of desire for me, to feed my insecurity? Is sobriety the same as purity? Is it when I have in no way objectified any woman I meet? I ask this not because I want to see how close to the edge I can get and feel okay about myself, but instead to get a better handle on what I need to ask my brothers to help me with. Really, is asking a guy how long he's been sober even a legitimate or useful question? Mm. I love that question. Wow, wow. Well, let's let's talk about green light behaviors. Let's talk about amber light behaviors. Let's talk about red light behaviors. Is that, uh, that's, is that, that is a way is it is fit? often broke down, sh- broken down. Sure, go ahead. I well, just just a yeah it came from him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean that 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 fits that fits for me. Um, Again, we're 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 trying to decide whether or not we're gonna we're gonna be fully healed of of the things we struggle with in our lives and in in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. And I think it's foolish to suggest that we are. Yeah. Um, so how do we reconcile that? Well, I I think I mean there's different different uh, even different recovery uh, schools or recovery groups have different. Uh, uh, sorry, definitions. Different definitions of, of sobriety. sobriety. Even right. different uh, uh, sex addiction. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Where in some in some groups it's a hard and fast, yeah. black and white, and and actually this is where I, this is where I got the most help was in a group defined uh, sobriety very strictly, mm-hmm. no sex with self or partners in, other than the spouse. Yeah. Uh, but for some guys. Um, a different way of uh, the danger with that is if that's the only thing that's that's sin if that's the only thing that's acting out then there is a whole spectrum of destructive behavior that oh, yeah. I can engage in that doesn't even get classified as sin that's the danger of legalism yep. 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 so I don't so I become blind the truth is I'm really messed up sexually and I'm really messed up in other ways. If I just focus on the sexual stuff and manage somehow to control that, I can begin to imagine that I've reached some moral pinnacle, that I now have the right to sit in judgment of other people, I'm better than other people, I merited the grace of God. Meanwhile, I can be 
covetous, unloving, unkind, unmerciful, cruel, in um, all yeah, kinds of ways. That's when you start a church. <laughs> okay, but I, I want to come back to the red light, green light. Yeah, yeah. But before we do, no, it wasn't perfect. That wasn't even appropriate. It was really yeah. fun. That was, oh, that was what I love about Steve. Oh, Mason. Love, yeah. Levity. Uh, Steve Mason from the Jars of Clay, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. <laughs> Starting the church. Oh, oh. Starting the church. Oh, oh. <laughs> Nate, I, th- I think. Before we go back to the red light, green light thing, which uh, I'd like to hear because it's been a while, uh, one, of my, one of my favorite pastor friends told me the dumbest thing that was amazing. You know, those dumb pastor things? Yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. and this, this guy's one of those hyper thinkers. I, I would guess, just from this letter, yeah, that yeah. he's like, brain spins around every aspect of an issue. Because look at how he's hitting on it. Yeah, yeah. And I love that he finishes up by saying, is this even a good question to ask? Yeah. yeah. That's like classic super thinker yeah right yeah so just to bear in mind in this whole like sobriety what sobriety what are the actions what are the activities this one pastor friend of mine came to me and said i'm gonna use hand gestures right now so scott i'd like you to maybe do the commentary on he said uh cupping his hands together your sins are like feathers in your hand and god extending his right arm is like an electric fan. <laughs> if you hands cupped, focus on the feathers in your hand, you cannot get them out. Eyebrows raised. But if you just move closer to the fan, you will find that they are no more. Hands spread apart. Like Jesus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the end. All right. So I, when, when he when this he has first been Admiral Theater, <laughs> <laughs> when he first told me that, I thought that is like the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Your sins are like feathers. God's like a fan. Just shut your mouth and move on. Get a go flip burgers for a living. But this is exactly that. It's not that these questions aren't important, mm-hmm. but that if you jump into the deep end of that pool as if they are the most important questions, mm-hmm. you're going to be sitting there focusing on these aspects of sin and sanctification so deeply yeah. that you never move to the place where you're close enough to God that that stuff isn't most important. Yeah, yeah. That stuff ends up being like, oh, masturbation. Is that more important than this? Yeah. I watched a rated R movie so I could see somebody's breasts. Is that this? And is that the? And you start yeah. overanalyzing everything, and God's like, hey, just come on over here real quick. Yeah. That won't even matter. Just come on over. Come here. Yeah. Come here, buddy. In 12-step recovery meetings, eventually, I stopped uh, giving my length of sobriety during my introduction at the beginning of the meeting. Mm. Uh, because standard, you'd say, you know, I'm Nate Lark, I'm a sex addict, I've been sober for three years, or whatever mm. it is, right? Well, I found that if I could say three years, that came, that brought such a load of pride, a sense of superiority, mm. a fact that, and, and, and diminished any other... You know, I was just blind to all other faults, of which I have countless numbers. By the same token, if I had just slipped and I had to come in and say three days or three hours, I was so covered up with shame. Mm -hmm. The whole question was shaming. Um, So I eventually started saying what I heard other guys say, which... They'd say their name and they would say, I'm a person worthy of recovery, recovering today from my addiction. Yeah. Well, that, that reflects the daily 
engagement right. of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. for me, it was not a helpful. Mm-hmm. It was not a helpful question. Anything that separates you from the pack seems to be not helpful. Ooh, uh, that way. How, that's how that, an insight. Does that, does that feel like something? Like yeah. Essentially, to I mean, to to share in the common, yeah, the common refuge of saying, you know, I I uh, I am he as you are he and. W- we are all together. Yeah, go go get you. Go go get you. Yeah, yeah, but essentially finding a, finding that yeah, not yeah. that 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 defines us in our community, but it's to say that um, you're you are not chronically unique. Um, yeah. I I'm I'm with you here. Well, it's not like you were going practical at the beginning, so I think we've hit a lot of philosophical stuff. Mm. Give us the red light, amber light, yeah, green well, light thing. I mean. It just it just seems like uh, in anything uh, in anything it just seems like balance you know um, what were the Greeks saying uh, everything is permissible you know uh, and Paul says but not everything is beneficial so um, it just seems like everything about the Christian life these days for me circles around this idea of of balance and uh, man when when we're when it's about management right. uh, it moves quickly from the Ten Commandments to seven hundred Pharisaical laws uh, yeah. and and things to monitor and that's not the bigger story of what I've been put on the earth to do to experience the love of God to know it and to share it with other people I'm just staring at my own belly button or in yeah, certain cases I'm staring at other stuff. And to, to jump off of that real quick, yeah. Steve, when you talk, to me, uh, it kind of comes back, uh, that great Thomas Chalmers phrase, the expulsive power of a fresh affection. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. The expulsive power of a fresh affection. When I am, when I fall in love afresh, anew, with Christ and what mm-hmm. he's done for me, I mean, I rarely go sp- this spiritual, <laughs> <laughs> but when I do, it has an, it has an expulsive power, it, it, which to expel sin out of my life. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to say, is this a green light behavior? No, 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 this one is an amber. Okay, never mind. Whoa, whoa, here comes a red light. You know, So I'm not constantly trying to see what color the lights are. Right. So you're saying the things of what? this earth grow strangely dim and the light of his glory and grace? Well, well I, I no, would, you just said that. I would suggest, I would suggest <laughs> that it's, just, it's, it's more of a... a man... You're it's, saying Chalmers was wrong. I'm saying Chalmers is wrong. <laughs> no, I'm saying wrong. who is this Chalmers, <laughs> and what has he done? No, uh, for me lately. No, no, no. It's it's the uh, it's this uh, it's this idea that that. Um, that I had that I'll think of at some point and, and come back to. <laughs> when I when I love when I love the thing when I am reminded and I love the things of the Lord. Um, his his attributes. I I don't want to. I, I don't want to, and I don't need to break off a little something for myself. Yeah. Right. As often. Right. Yeah. 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 And so, so then I don't have to look at amber light, green light, red light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. way I want to live. My yeah. Life, you know? No, I think Jesus made it plain when he said to the Pharisees, you know, if anybody who's looked on a woman with lust in his heart has committed adultery, that. Uh, we're kidding ourselves if if we actually say we're sober, and by that we mean we are free of sexual sin. And isn't that him but trying to reconcile the Ten Commandments to all this 700, 800 fair laws, basically saying, 
Stop worrying about those three. Whether you've yeah yeah it, it, yeah. it's all right here. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. he's saying, God have mercy, I can't do it. Yeah, well, exactly. Tear but, out my eye. But what? Even, but to even spend time disseminating between, well, yeah. I haven't done this behavior, so I'm technically does that, does that make yeah, sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah yeah right right right. At the same time, I do as a practical exercise need to pay attention to certain sexual behaviors, and there are behaviors that are just they're out of bounds for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that perhaps would not be classified technically as committing adultery, but man, they are taking me in that direction. They add up to the same thing. And for me, those are, I'll classify those as red light behaviors. Let's say as far away from those as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. There's other stuff that is is frankly dangerous, and if I engage in it, I'm, 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 I'm drifting in the wrong direction. I have a Samson question then. Absolutely. Yeah. If I'm a part of a group... Of guys yeah. that, in in any way, uh, is a part of accountability yeah. in whatever term you choose to use, in whatever way you choose to believe in it. Right. Okay. Thank you. We don't like that word, but go ahead. Yes, I realize this. <laughs> How's my account? <laughs> <laughs> Am so, I overdrawn? So I'm, I'm, I'm a part of a men's group that really is uh, his question is so legitimate for a lot of groups that really is about sin management. Yeah. I'm going to come every week. It's going to be about what what have I been up to? What questions can I ask these guys? Yeah. How are they going to ask me? We're going to kind of do this dance together to get to an honest place. Mm-hmm. But in the end, I mean, I'm hearing all these awesome answers that are about is this taking me closer to the God that make those questions irrelevant yeah. in my life? Yeah. Now, if I'm a part of a group that it's not that those things don't matter, that these guys don't hold me up when I'm struggling, but if I'm a part of a group that is 98% sin management discussion... Yeah. More well, than what 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 do, do I, I need to check that well, group out a little bit? Well, well that's well, what I'm saying. Yeah. I what, think is, what does God want at the end of the day from us? I mean, that's kind yeah. of rhetorical, sort of, but yeah. I, I feel like I go back to the best days of my life are lived when I have a tender, broken heart for humanity, for myself, for my community, for my family, for my spouse, like when I have a soft heart. Yeah. And I don't have a soft heart when I'm protecting that stuff. So I, I say that um, behavior management is its own thing. Uh, ultimately, just to keep us in a space where we recognize it's necessary for me to have a soft heart and when I'm acting out, however that looks like, um, mm-hmm. I'm not encouraging a soft heart. Right. I, I'm hardening my heart, and I'm, I'm hiding parts of myself away. And, and God wants us to live arms open, you know, out, you know, out in the light. Right. So yeah. this isn't behavior license to whatever. Right. No. This is about understanding. There's, but the, there's a relational purpose behind there's the behavior. There's a relational purpose. Yeah. We we are made with a purpose, and and that's and the purpose is not to be perfect. So there I guess here's go. here's the underlying question. I'd love to hear your three answers on, and and this. Okay. What do you do if you're in the two types of groups we've talked about today? Either one that spiritualizes everything but never brings the truth mm-hmm. of the man into mm-hmm, the group, mm-hmm. or you're all about the truth of the man but yeah. never brings the hope of the gospel and its God into the group. Yeah. What do you, you move just toward the middle? Yeah. Yeah. You gotta. You gotta I, drive toward the middle. I mean, it does. It does feel, um, from personal experience, it feels a little bit easier to manage getting to the middle from the. Um, from the uh, behavioral side, uh, not behavioral side of it, but the the authentic, genuine side mm-hmm. of it, um, 
it, it's easier to tighten that stuff up than to actually get the belt on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. But Meta, I just finished a great book by Michael John Cusick. Uh, I hope to have him on the podcast soon. Wrote a great book called Surfing for God. Mm. It'll be out soon. Um, in which he tries to move the discussion from accountability to accessibility. And the question is not, am I accountable? Nearly so much it is, am I accessible? Mm-hmm. It's a vulnerability question. Yeah. How's my heart? Is it? So- do I have a soft heart? Yeah. And can you touch it? Do I let you touch it? Yeah. 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 All right. Good, good discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Fixed another one. Let's. Yes. <laughs> that's it. Well, I hope that Heal. We hope that helps, caller. Heal. <laughs> <laughs> you need a stamp. Heal. <laughs> Yeah. Any any other life troubling questions? Just send them in. We will solve them right here. <laughs> we'll be back in a moment on the Pirate Monk Podcast. Monk podcast. And what were we just listening to? A little classic. It is my favorite song ever from Jars of Clay. All right. Indeed. It's awesome. Good stuff. Man. Good tune. Been a while. 18 years. 18 years now? Yeah. Could that be, man? I don't know why you're asking me, Steve. 18 years? I don't know. You were a child. You were a child when it started. I was 18 years old. I was 18 years old when it started. Can, Can we do an official introduction here for those in, you know, Absolutely. The listening yeah, yeah. world. That Special guest today, musical legend Steve Mason. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you were in, uh, you guys were in college, right? When you yeah, yeah, started in college. Um, yeah, met, met at uh, Greenville College in uh, the St. Louis area, in Illinois. Um, resonated with a lot of the same artists, uh, the guys in the band. We, we just. Uh, All four of you together at the school? Uh, yes, well. Uh, Three initially, and then we added a fourth uh, when we moved to Nashville. Oh, I see. So, okay. All right. Um, uh, so, yeah, yeah, just felt the same sort of, uh, I don't know, poke of, I want to do music that's meaningful. I want to talk about my experience in Christianity and try to make sense of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, try, try to process it really through music. And... Um, you know, I think these days when we look back on it, we realize what we were doing was trying to write for the 29 days. You got okay, uh, considering a 30-day month. The 29 days are the days when um, 
God doesn't necessarily feel like he's right there. Mm-hmm. And maybe I don't necessarily feel like I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. I'm not sure of my place. I'm not sure of who God is. I'm not sure of the people around me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm wondering. I'm confused. I'm a bit lost. Um, that you know, There's that one day a month, it seems like, where I feel like everything converges and it's okay. And I, I can make sense of my place right, right, and my right. vocation and my calling and, right. and my journey. And then, But it's that it, one day that it, all Christian art is supposed to come out of, don't and you think? And that, I think, is, <laughs> and that, that would be my argu- our argument, is yeah. that that's, that's where the majority of, especially you know, music with a Christian worldview comes out of. But I think that's such a small part of the Christian worldview, because I think this podcast is a great example of, Christian worldview is is should be mostly about reconciliation, not about the finish yeah. of of that story, but the process. Um, that that's that's gospel. That, that's yeah. totally. I mean, here you are, this kid, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, uninitiated kid. I should, yeah, I should add, yeah, yeah, who who's trying to write about those twenty nine days? Did that make those those young years of your manhood and Christianity? Easier because you went there, or harder because you more, went there. More, oh, more, more difficult certainly. Um, yeah, trying to understand why people didn't understand, and then trying to reconcile. Uh, the pastor of the church I grew up in, the first thing he said to me uh, when I came through the door after, you know, ha- having started the group and and um, you know just just getting off the ground, making that first record we did in ninety five, ninety four, ninety five. Um, he said, "Make sure you have something to fall back on." <laughs> um, yeah, Let, let's in- <laughs> just cut to the chase of inspiring me. Uh, yeah, it, it just yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so a lot, of, a lot of those early years was trying to make sense of a certain view that we've kind of covered already in conversation about um, vocational calling, what we're what we're meant for. Um, yeah. Is that why a secular audience? resonated with you guys? I would argue that we didn't provide answers we felt committed to asking good questions. Um, and the and the Christian art of any philosophical background or worldview should be able to do that because uh, you know, Christian art at s- on on some level if it's done well is is about telling a, a true story of humanity and 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 offering offering to lift every voice, you know. Um, uh, gosh, um, who's the fellow? Can't think now. Um, the gospel is lifting every voice. It, it's the blues. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> um, basically, lifting every voice and and uh, offering resurrection. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's what the the best of Christian art does. Well, l- let me ask you this. It's a we move ahead. It's a dozen years into your career mm. when you show up at Samson for the first time. Yeah, yeah. What, what was that about? What What brought you through the door? Yeah. What did you find that surprised you? Mm-hmm. Well, what What uh, the way I'd managed life to that point, um, and the work of trying to ask honest questions of myself. Mm-hmm. My family, my, you know, uh, my uh, uh, family of origin, yeah, um, and and my vocation and and God, I, it wasn't working anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't getting um, I wasn't getting to the good answer yet, uh, and and um, and I needed to find a place where 
other people were asking similar questions. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I, I felt immediately walking, uh, walking through the door uh, at Samson um, on invitation from uh, my buddy Scott that, that um, there were other guys who were having the same problem with this spiritual math that they had been doing for so many years <laughs> that, that was not the a equation plus just B. keeps getting no, more complicated. Yes, yes. multiply yeah. the stuff in the parentheses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does not. What is that sequence? It does not add up. And then it would back me around to the beginning of the problem again, and and I uh, just did not. It just. I, I wanted I, I knew I believed in my heart if the gospel is true then there was more available and, yeah. and the story I was living and, and the relationships I had um, you know the, those glimpses of, of authentic relationship I, I needed to go where there was more of that available and I didn't even know at the time that that's what I was looking for mm-hmm. but, but I found it there yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It started yeah. a conversation. Isn't it, yeah, isn't it funny when the answer defines the question oh, for you? Oh, absolutely. That happens yeah. a lot. I think that I think that's the I think that's the case. You know, uh, Did, we what, has it been hard in in the context of of um, you know this honest community that Sam you know that that Samson is. I mean, just the things that we even have talked about on this podcast. Yeah, has it been difficult to um, be Steve Mason of Jars of Clay in such a has it has it occurred to you this could be bad for my career? If that dude over there is you know only sees me as the guy who sang on Flood, yeah, or yeah. you know knows that I have Grammys, whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. is that is that how have you traversed that? It's I mean that's still that's still a difficult thing because um, not everybody's in the same conversation. That's um, true. And you know I think when I first started to get self-aware, I thought everybody was on the same track that I was on. And, and if they weren't, they really needed to know <laughs> that they needed to be on the same track as I was. I, I became like a modern evangelical for uh, <laughs> recovery. And, and, um, uh, and, and of course, to, to, to walk anywhere near recovery, uh, I, I would recognize again and again that that's not something I can convince other people that they need to do. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's antithetical to recovery. <laughs> uh, um, but I still tried. I still tried. And um, it, but what it did do um, uh, for some of the guys in the group, and, and all of us on our own journey, and that was its own story. All of us trying to figure out how to walk down that road together, because yeah. uh, the people alongside you do, whether they want to or not. Yeah. Um, and in their own way. Um, You're talking about the guys in the band. Yeah, yeah, because we—I mean, we're we're brothers on on mm-hmm. many levels. So, um, but what was what was interesting to see was how that impacted the music and the conversation that yeah. that we were doing. Uh, yeah. Because the the desperate desire um, to unite uh, or re- not unite, but reconcile the dark places of my heart and the things I was afraid to tell yeah. other people that I would occasionally mention to God. Um, <laughs> with who I was sure would make that pastor at my church happy um, mm-hmm. that I grew up in, and 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 you know, and God on my best days, uh, you know, that that there we we want we wanted to access some way of telling that story uh, musically, and it and it and it became a very inspiring time, yeah. uh, which which kind of reveals that. Um, you know, to to be creative is to be 
in the middle of it all. Um, and it created tension as well, didn't it? It, it did, uh, but it was born out of a previous tension that I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade for again. Mm-hmm. It was the eggshells of I don't know if he knows this knows that knows, and uh, we wanted to dismiss with the eggshells, and and that was, and a lot of that was um, I, I talked earlier about just being uninitiated. You know, we were four boys. Um, mm-hmm. They were trying to figure out what it meant to be adults uh, and to, you know, to be men, and and so we did that. We initiated each other into that, and that, uh, as Richard Rohr says, is a, a bloody process. Um, that's not the way uh, maybe it was intended to happen. That yeah. usually, that's usually a father down to the son. Uh, when boys do it with each other, there's a lot of there's a lot of punching and kicking. <laughs> yeah. It looks like the Lord of the Flies. It, yes, the it, it looks like yeah, and and one kid ends up dead. Um, yep. no, at the who, end of the who, start, who plays Piggy? So, yeah, who plays Piggy? <laughs> 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 Whose turn is it um, to be Piggy? Um, so yeah, it, it did, but the the work did inspire uh, a great deal of uh, a great deal of opportunity to 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 be creative about telling that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I I love seeing the 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 light in your eyes. Mm. Uh, I do. Um, He's a character. This one he is absolutely. <laughs> well, it, it was free. It was freedom. Yeah, um, it, it, it was freedom. And I think, um, yeah, you know, I, I used to be terribly manic, um, and a part of that was uh, being a moving target. Mm-hmm. I think, and and uh, you know, uh, to, to highlight the Samson meeting, you know, it it was choosing to choosing to show up in a room in a meeting with guys and sit and listen yeah um, and that that's not taught well um, and maybe it can't be taught maybe it's something that just has to be experienced um, mm-hmm. but I, I was that a new space for you that was a new space for me and 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 uh, listening as opposed to yeah. getting out listen, or as just opposed to listening and sitting. preaching back yeah yeah, a, a little bit of both, a little bit of both, but just just sitting in it with with others, and um, and that that was a that was a massive step forward because I think um, wisdom is slow to speak, and and I think uh, mm. and being a moving target as well yeah. too. I just I just learned to uh, be very calculated about when I would go to certain places with people and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Explain, now, wait, explain the moving target thing. Said it yeah, twice. Just, just uh, not, not uh, vulnerability. Yeah. You know, protection. You know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now you were already friends with Scott before you mm. came to Samson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought he was your dad. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm sure that he played my dad at some point in my work. I'm, I'm sure. Uh, how, did, how did the How did the relationship change, or did it? Well, I, well, you know, it, it. it, it you know, there was something about I would say there's something about our friendship that we we were uh yeah, we just resonated on the same levels and, and had similar um personality characteristics of, of yeah, and, and we cared about a lot of the same things. Yeah, you I guys can both talk art. That's good. Yeah, right? yeah. So there was some so there's some mutuality there in, in, in passion. Um well Steve and I met in a well, we met at a concert, but we yeah. really met in this in the context of this uh a, a group, kind of a yeah. A, if you call it a men's, let's call any time where men decide to meet together <laughs> and show up a men's group. Yeah, um, we, we were we were going to a Monday night uh, football thing and and hanging out and. Um, but we did the thing with Al first. Didn't oh we? oh, 
Well, yeah. Oh goodness. Yeah. Or well, that, that, that was born. Anyway, I think after, yeah, we, we, we went to a, a storytelling group. And oh, we all nice. told our stories. Yeah. yeah, we all told our stories. And, you know... Uh, so that was kind of our first opportunity to listen. Yeah, we, we exactly. Listen and uh, and take take some armor off of yeah. uh, of our stories and ourselves, you know, in the aftermath. And, and I think that was a galvanizing experience. Um, and then we started just hanging out with a Monday Night Football group. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was very, it was fun, but it we just, were looking at each other like, was, "What are we doing?" It was a real <laughs> like thick lacquer on on a yeah. lot of those experiences. Yeah. You know, we, there was and there was some quiet co-signing of of everybody's BS in yeah. a way that um, I think uh, it just felt a little absent of of meaning for the amount of time that I was getting. Uh, yeah. Giving it and and what I meant to get from it because right, essentially right. I think, you know, whether we show up at the sports bar with the same guys or we or we um, you know uh, meet at a park to throw throw the ball around or you know yeah. whatever it is, there's there's some piece to it where we're trying to identify and and develop um, real. Uh, companionship. Didn't yeah. I trick you into coming to your first meeting? Well, you did. You did. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I was heading and I said, hey man, are you going to be there? And he said, well, I'm going to this meeting first. Uh, I'll go afterwards. And I said, well, all right. And you know, it's... it's it, well, we were going to the pub. After. Yeah. yeah. So I said, yeah. I'll just meet you. Uh, I said, well, we're going to the pub. And you said, I'll just meet you there. Yeah. And I was driving around. Uh-huh. Uh, I had <laughs> nothing to do. Um, and that's its own kind of disclosure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was absolutely bored out of my mind, and I think that that says a lot because yeah, I don't ever like. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I was hungry, angry, um, lonely, lonely and tired. Um, uh, and I, I just thought, you know what? Th- th- this is. I, I felt that twinge in my stomach. I was like, you know what? I, I feel like what he described is probably what I want, but I'm I don't know if I'm ready for it and it doesn't matter. I'm just gonna go. And you know What's the metaphor you've used though of coming down the hallway that for that first meeting? Oh that, man uh, of diving in the pool. Yeah, I literally I, I was taking my clothes off as I <laughs> walked into I walked down the hallway into the room. Like yeah. I felt like Oh, is this what we're doing? We'll check this yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I grabbed my knees I grabbed my knees and jumped in and yeah. tried to make a splash. I, honestly, I I think I grabbed the floor immediately. And you know, the dirt ball, who, the dirt ball that was running the meeting, um, decided that twelve was a small enough number. We're not oh, going to break up tonight. No. So, uh, which is which? Which is fine. Okay. Uh, which is fine. But I, I. But going back now and realizing that, uh, yeah, oh, no. you. You'd, yeah. So you twelve got. Look around the room. Twelve way. guys. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm doing sorry. this. I'm this, here. This story does not sound like Scott tricked you into it. The Holy Spirit sounds like he tricked you oh, into yeah. it. Oh yeah. Oh, certainly. I, I don't know. I'm just trying certainly. to put the blame. No, it's 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 Oedipus the King. Is like, was it fate or was it personal yeah. responsibility? Yeah. I'm all about blaming um, the right person. See, and it's usually God. You've called me old now and taken me out of Steve's story. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I've got a. I've got a question. Question for the the three old men over here. I'm even throwing you in that. Yeah, Because right, sure, you're the class sure. of '93. '93, yes. Yeah, so I'm only a '94. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you meant old Samson guys. I thought you wanted wisdom. No, it was okay. this. Uh, I actually did mean that. This is an old uh, Samson thing. You guys are telling this story. Uh-huh. This goes this goes back to a very long process. Uh, I mean, Nate, it's your process. Mm-hmm. 
then it goes into Scott's story, and right. you guys kind of start doing that together. Right. And mm-hmm. then here you come along, and it's all very early right. movement. And you're talking about a group where you guys tell your story, a story group, whatever you call mm-hmm. it. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Then that became a, a lacquer... Like covered, covered. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. We were just like we should. That that ended. Yeah, and we didn't know and, what to do. And with we didn't know what right. to do with ourselves. Yeah. And there are all these guys getting together, and you know, right. we have, do that. So and, yeah. So here's my question. Yeah. Uh, man, looking at where everybody in this room is at now, that's a very slow, incremental process to this place of understanding. Mm-hmm. And part of me is a little afraid that even what we do here on the podcast or mm. in our explanation to others is trying to shortcut them from that long of a process. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, well so yeah, you what know what there's there's an important piece in that kay. immediately that occurs to me was Did. is some days it's just about showing up. It's literally just doing the thing to develop consistency. Um there were yeah, that th- that's the honeymoon. That I'm telling you about when I fell in love. Mm-hmm. Um uh, after that, it became about showing up, and I can tell you, on multiple occasions, maybe more often than not, uh, I would first, <laughs> I would first leave a meeting and go, "Why are we doing this again? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what, how did how did this, how did this come to mean what it meant now? When I'm listening to that and I'm hearing this, and and um, I I, th- I think. Uh, I think it's about obedience. It's a, uh, it's uh, you know, to Eugene Peterson, it's it's a long obedience, you know, yeah. in the same direction. Well, and that's it's, and yeah. and then you know, it, it's it it's it's that's a fertile earth to and, and stuff starts to grow and and um, and then it becomes the, the next transition was it became less about me and what I was doing. I was showing up for other guys because I loved other guys and I, yeah. I I other things started to pop up. Yeah, yeah that way. Okay, there's a piece. I, give, I I think give us more about this, just because I think it's very relevant to the well, people it, listening. Well, and it, uh, you're the you know one of the early one of the early letters uh, today uh, talked about that. You know, we just realized that you know we're still the same broken guys showing up and doing this thing and trying to wring the rag of uh, a, a good word or something for mm-hmm. myself, a, a small piece of the puzzle. Um, but as well, it, it kind of uncovered this other aspect of. There are guys looking to me now um, uh, for inspiration uh, in that long obedience in the same direction, and then and then I realize it, it 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 just it just cycles itself around. We start looking at each other again and again, and different guys start coming into their own, and we realize that the entire time we have been leaning on each other, and yeah. we didn't realize it. We just eventually you look around and realize we're all finally standing up again, uh, but mm-hmm. we rose together. Oh wow. Yeah. There you go. That's a beautiful, beautiful picture right there. Hmm. And to know that it is a process, hmm. to know that God is quite comfortable with the process. Hmm. He's designed a world that's full of process, healing mechanisms that are progressive. And processful. Hmm. <laughs> Processful and the, and the processification of the process, and just to be in it, mm-hmm. to 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 see the gospel, to know the gospel, to know that we are loved 
in pro- that, that, that God's love, unconditional love for us, is what initiates the process, mm-hmm. what is uh, proof certain that the process will be brought to a successful conclusion. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, we can relax. I'm, uh, I'm also reading, I was on Steve Brown's show a couple days ago. He's got a new book coming out the same day as my NASCAR book, also with Simon & Schuster, called Three Free Sins. And uh, the reason we're so bad is we're trying so hard to be good. Oh, man. Um, Anyway, what a... What, what, what a, the time flies when we're having these kind of discussions. Is our time up, Mondo? I think our time is up. We're close, man. We've got about five minutes. Really? Yeah, about five minutes. Big we got time for music in there? That's what okay. I've heard about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mondo knows what he's doing. Okay. <laughs> he's the master engineer so of my ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that means that means we can direct one more question here, yeah, Mr. Steve. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh... Looking at looking ahead, Steve. Hmm. Uh, aspirations, plans, questions. Do you have a sense of where you're going now? Hmm. I mean, shoot, you've reached the ripe old age of thirty-six. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh, you must be so wise. You know, it, it, uh, yeah. The, the, um, I can't believe we let him talk this long. Yeah, frankly, I don't I, even think he, he drove himself here. No, I didn't. I didn't. My mom, <laughs> mom dropped you off. My dad dropped me off at the corner. It's a part of my work. No, I'm kidding. No, no, my dad's lovely, and he's in Australia right now. Um, uh, you know, um, what's next? Um, what's next? You know, what's next is my son. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, answer. yeah. I think I think that's what's next, and and my. My son, and then following that, my my two daughters. Um, you know, that's I think that's uh, we we talked about the experience, and then looking around and, and noticing the other guys, and then kind of and lo and behold, we're all standing up, but we've been leaning on each other the entire yeah, time. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, it's it it's it goes to all these places now. It 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 goes to my marriage. It it goes to my yeah. children. Um, Evan uh, just turning thirteen. Yeah, just turning thirteen. This so is the time. This is the time. I mean, I, I see this as a, uh, I see this as a as a real sweet opportunity. And I, you know, I know a lot of guys reconcile with their fathers beyond the grave. Um, mm-hmm. So with that, with that, I say, I have a lot of gratitude that I can, I can say that my dad and I have put a lot of stuff together and spoken some things that, that. Uh, you know, we we've wished some things in front of each other, mm-hmm. which is really, really healing, really healing. Um, the and, exci- and it wasn't always like that. And right? it wasn't always like yeah. that. And you know, the encouraging thing was, it, it got there because I eventually got there, and and I could invite him. Uh, yeah. And I and I and, I, uh, and it's and, you know, and some of the stuff is generational, cultural. You know, I, I think. Um, but but I I will say that that it uh, it it's 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 really impacted our relationship and and also given me um given me hope for my relationship with my son we will have our own challenges um because i know it all 
communicating that to him. Yeah, I'm the guy. So call me. Um, uh, but I have had a I've had a significant re- I've uh, had a significant experience in this now, um, and I didn't grow up with it. So uh, you know I, how I measure that out to my son and I call him up um, will be will be a great work on on my behalf because uh, uh, again I don't want to hand him his epiphanies mm-hmm. um, I, I wanna I wanna but I want to be there for him yeah I don't want I don't want to miss any of that and I, I, I want him to know that that I'm I'm there yeah and I think that they're an available um, because that that's almost enough on some of it. I do believe that there is a certain amount of initiation that happens when the boy in 300 goes out and has to kill the wolf by himself. You know, there's there's a certain amount of reckoning, mortal reckoning that we all have to do. Uh-huh. Um, but I think I think that process is is measured out by the father in yes. the best of circumstances. Um, wow. And so I'd say that's next for me. You know, I know, um, man, the rest of my life I'll be wondering about my vocation. You know, I, I think a life in the arts is is signing up for. Um, Understanding, uh, understanding God's providence in a way unique to uh, the Western culture of capitalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> how was that framed? Um, so, so I and, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just say uh, that that's uh, I, I quiver now even thinking about it. He will be 13 th- this year, so um, that's that's the that's the work ahead, uh, and then it's on to my uh, my daughter. <laughs> Well, that was the answer that a man would give. Mm. I'll say that again. I said that was the answer that a man would give. Mm. Well, thank you. That's the fruit of your journey. Mm. And you know what's next. That's beautiful. Mm. Well, I think that about wraps it up for this episode of the Pirate Monk Podcast. Mm. It has been memorable indeed. We'd love to hear from you and fix all of your problems. Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, send us those questions. Yeah. And if I'm not around, just get in touch with me, fellas, and all. Yeah, I'll leave my number here too. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll put Steve's number on the website. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> friend, friend me on Facebook. Steve <laughs> uh, with two S's. <laughs> Send those letters to uh, Samson Podcast at gmail dot com, hmm. and we'll see you again next week. Each other, we will never walk.